0: Hola a todos y todas. Welcome to Flamenco Attitude, the weekly podcast that brings you all things flamenco. And you do know that we love talking about different um, artists, but also different genres as well. And if you would like to have a little bit of a throwback, go and re listen to our episodes on the subgenres of the cante. That was really interesting for me to. Um, research, talk about with Marcos, and then listen to preferred tracks by me, uh, but also to find out one of my favorite genres. We're going to have a special of that one a little bit later on, but today we're going to talk about a very famous genre, even if you don't listen to flamenco, you will know that rumba is very, very beloved, and it's also a ball dance, and a lot of artists, even outside flamenco, record rumbas. How did it originate? How did it become something larger than flamenco? Who are the key players and some iconic tracks that I really love? I've checked them out, they're great. If you listen to us on Spotify, check them out as well. Today, we're going to talk about the genre that sets flamenco on fire, which is
1: the rumba. I mean, we've got to be honest uh, that in flamenco, the rumba is the one thing that brings in the The non-flamenco audience, they they love it. Uh, It's a weird thing that when I was um, very young, uh, playing, you know, 10, 11, 12, I never played any Roomba. You know, we were all hardcore, solia, Sigurias, all of that Mm. stuff. Now, of course, I'm mad on it and I... I played you a little bit of a a, a rumba that I'm writing at the moment. So the rumba has become a very big thing. And I mean, of course, we're going to talk about the real person that made that. But we've got to understand that the gypsy people, as you know, in Andalusia, they set out a very set way of playing. You know, as we said, the stuff from the forge, uh, all the hardcore stuff, often unaccompanied. And so it didn't have the rhythm that the rumba has had a very more complex rhythm but for whatever reason, the other gypsy people in, in the north, in Catalunya, mm. they developed something very different.
0: Yeah. I, I always thought that rumba is probably a Latin American.
1: Dad. Yeah, well, you're, you're, well, I mean, you're right. I mean, it originated from Cuba. Right. But once the Catalan uh, gypsy people got hold of it, particularly in, in the 1950s, they turned it into something really different. And of course, what makes it special is when what we're going to talk about is what they call the ventilador. It's yeah. this particular way of strumming. Uh,
0: and the brilliant ojo de brujo song. Oh, I, love, well, I, I love. Well, I think we've
1: got a treat coming I, up. We, with
0: will, it. we will, we will, we will, we will, we will. But let's <clears throat> talk about uh, what exactly it is. To me, um, previously when I was thinking of rumba, mainly in the dance setting, it always sounded like it's a fast-paced, but it's not that fast-paced, actually. It's not a tango, definitely, no. but it's not, you know, something that you can really dance to. It's more of a... Yeah. In the
1: middle. Well, I think you've got to think of it more as a, a song form. Song form, Because yeah. the lyrics became very important. Um, we're going to talk about some of the greats like Peret, you mm. know, um, Los Amayas, the, these sort of people, uh, these these groups that, you know, I mean, that the rumba... From the fifties, it entered the cinema as well. So people uh, on their they had these special um, jukeboxes for playing them in, in in clubs and in bars. And people would just put their money in, put their peseta in. I don't know how much it was then. Probably five pesetas to hear a rumba. And somebody like Perret would have written a new one with very catchy lyrics. So that's one th- that thing that's very important. And the other thing, of course, is that the rumba has become very much the property of the guitar. You know, no, as we'll see as we talk and go through uh, our, our work today, no top guitarist, solo guitarist, ever now releases an album, very rarely, without, without a, a rumba. Yeah. Uh, yes, and often the rumba will be track one.
0: I know you're going to bring it up, but this come around sing rumbas? Yes. <laughs> I, I just wanted to be ahead of the curve, okay? Yeah. Uh, how are the lyrics, um, or... The, 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 com- the composition of rumba different to the rest of the flamenco genre? Well, I mean, obviously. Is it a cante per se? Is it a pure cante? It,
1: well, it's not a pure cante. Right. But, but obviously, it's seen it is part, I think we have to accept it's very much part of flamenco today. And I mean, obviously, after Peret and people like that, we've got to come on to, um, you know, the, the, the person that really made the rumba absolutely compulsory for everybody and we can, we can only talk about one person once Paco de Lucia yeah Entre Entre Dos acos. and you'll hear it today you'll hear it on the streets of a, any capital you go to a guitarist attempting to play it obviously he had influences of, of Latin America and things like that but <clears throat> for whatever reason uh, he brought this thing out as you know it sort of starts with the bongos and then there's an electric bass, which was, you know, kind of revolutionary. The sort of thing. The
0: drum? Is, is are there no drums? No, there's no drums.
1: No. Unless you've got another version, or no. unless I'm imagining it. There's, yeah, yeah. there's no drums. And you know, I think when it was first issued, mm. um, it didn't do that well. But when it was reissued, um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. It obviously once it once another not a different version, but a reissue, it just went crazy, and it made. Paco de Lucia, not just a flamenco artist, but a world musician. Just this one thing, because it's so catchy, and he brings his wonderful technique into it. Uh, it, It's very simple in a way, but he turns it into something incredible. And I've got to tell you that I was in Valencia, and I thought I've got to, uh, this was around about 1974, I've got to get a copy of this. And you've got to realise that in, in those days, uh, possibly even now, you didn't find uh, record shops, you know, they didn't really exist. And uh, because Paco was on uh, Philips, which is now Universal Records, he his records could be found in their electrical shops. So you'd go to an electrical shop that sold irons and washing machines mm. and ask, mm. Have you got the, the Paco de Lucia record? Yeah. And you can see um, over, over just here. The the yes. very one that I bought uh, for oh my, my mother
0: in,
1: in 1970. To
0: mum, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, but you've um, you've put Seville. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I actually I actually I was I, I was travelling um, <clears throat> down yeah. to Seville and stayed in Valencia at the time. That's where I bought it.
0: Yeah, and at the at the back you also have the discography of Paco at the time. Yeah. Uh, oh my goodness. How much would that
1: be worth now then?
0: That would be worth a lot for collectioners, yeah. yeah that's
1: that an original.
0: That is, yeah. that's incredible. And um, was it, I mean, I'm not sure how it worked back then, whether concerts in full were on TV, but did he appear on TV? Oh,
1: it? he appeared... <laughs> Not only on TV in Spain and across the world, um, he came to to London and he appeared on a, on a program uh, that I'd done before, Magpie a Children's Program. He played it everywhere. Wow. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, people were like oh, uh,
0: special. Yeah,
1: um, I don't know whether his attitude to it was a bit like Camarón when Camarón brought out a thing like "Ring Ting Ting" and stuff like that, and everybody went mad and. Camarón said, why are you only interested? I've done Soliar Sigurias for years, and just because I said ring-ting-ting... Do,
0: do you think it's because the rumba sounds like a little bit more of a lighter, entertaining genre?
1: Yeah, and it's closer to uh, um, European music. In what way? Well, the, the time signature, the the chords... You know, I mean obviously it's become more complex as it's developed but you know
0: it's... Is rumba the pop of flamenco?
1: Very much so oh, in fact, God. Now that that We have a to...
0: title ladies and gentlemen you know, oh.
1: You've hit the nail and that's <laughs> why I think we should to, to explain to people play a track of Perret. you know like the maestro of this who you know he was, brought, he was born in the 30s and he brought the rumba to the public's attention and I think we've got to hear uh, something maybe rumba party
0: now I'm not sure whether we've ever talked about um this the type of gypsy groups who take up the Yeah,
1: the rumba. there were so many of them. There still are. Yeah. But they just do you know, just you can rumbas. you combine their albums tend to be all rumba mm. every track. You know, and it's a lot of work to write, you know, what's that? Ten, twelve, fourteen tracks of, of rumba. But um it was very popular, fifties, sixties and I know you're keen to hear, you know, I've got a classic record we there will, we will, of yeah. Los Amaya, which I, I know we've got Los a track Amaya. of. Los Amaya. We're going
0: to do that. Have you? I mean, I
1: could sell you that record. It's hiding underneath the buckles. Of yeah.
0: I mean, our listeners may not know, but I don't have that type of cash that Marcus would sell for. So well, maybe a bargain for me. Okay? Well, does
1: anybody have records anymore?
0: People have a lot of records. Mm-hmm. I know that you want to go back to the time of the cylinders. You <laughs> told me that two weeks well, ago.
1: Well, I haven't got a, a rumor on a cylinder, because, you see, that's an interesting thing. That the, the, while the rumba was obviously going in 19th century, early 20th century, whatever, whatever, uh, nobody would recorded it until... It, till the 50s I think is the possibly the late 40s you,
0: I'm going to use a term that you're going to absolutely hate but I'm going to use it anyway when people hear rumba um, yeah. played they probably get up to dance not so much to other genres but to the rumba is it a floor filler type of <laughs> well People love it. People love rumba.
1: Yeah, cuz they can they can follow. I, I I get that. Yeah. I mean, and obviously we're going to get on to one of the most famous groups that really exist on rumba is their main appetite. That's what they do and that's what people recognize. <laughs> but the interesting thing Ali was that Paco by bringing out Entre Do Agua, he he caused a situation where other guitarists had to think I'm going to have to write a rumba Else, I'm behind the Very curve. Very
0: popularized, yeah, and
1: and so uh, one of his big rivals was uh, Serenito. Serenito, Serenito, and a, a little seren. And uh, he uh, had he brought out a rumba, which you can see the cover there. Uh, it's junto uh, el mar,
0: junto al mar, luz del.
1: Yeah, and uh, we'll. I think we should hear that just to see how. Um, he tried to.
0: Shall we? Okay. Do what Paco did. I, I am. Uh, let's. Uh, whoever is on Spotify, I will try to find it. If not, I will include it in our notes below. Have we actually ever talked about Los Amaya? I don't remember. Have you met
1: them? No, no, no. They're, they're, they're a bit before my time. Really. Oh right. <clears throat> right, I don't know a lot about them, apart from that they were very popular. Um, for all I know, they possibly still are. You know?
0: Where are they from?
1: Uh, I don't know that. I would think they probably oh, I think they originate. Actually, I think they're not uh, from from Catalonia. I think they are from the south in Andalusia, mm. but I'm not sure on that one. Yeah.
0: No. yeah, 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 yeah. And they were um at their peak in the 70s. In the 70s. Yeah. Um what did you make of that type of music when you were younger? Now probably your views have changed, but yeah, what did I, you make Well, of I,
1: I I thought it was too commercial because I was just into, you know, the really hard stuff. Um now I love doing all of it. So I w- probably wouldn't have liked it and probably would have said when I was 12, oh, that's not proper flamenco. Marcos,
0: only you, <clears throat> when you were literally a teenager, can hate pop
1: music. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but do you have anything that you can offer from them?
1: Well, I mean, let, let's, let's bring out the cover now and have a look. The big LP hiding underneath yes. Paco Supero. Oh,
0: That's there you it. go. Oh, look at that. So who are they? They're two two brothers. Two brothers.
1: Now, you, uh, you see, look, there's your answer. I would say, looking at these drawings, which are wonderful, but they are very and- Andalusia. Yeah. This looks like, to me, you know, the grandmother dancing... The bowl of, of uh, I don't know whether that's washing or, or, or some food going in. That looks like shells. or something. And
0: we have a caged bird.
1: Yeah, um, that's the one that we've got. We've got to go for the trap one. La in que te la pongo, which I think would be uh, great. And you see the bird in the cage, as you said, the plant. Yeah,
0: that's a typical house outside.
1: Yeah, so they, it looks to me like they are very much from, from Andalusia. I haven't played this for a very long time, but I would recommend the first track.
0: Let's go for it. Yeah. Is there actually um, a translation of what "rumba" means?
1: No, no, it's like it's just a term. It's just just a, full, a term. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: I suppose none of the cantes have no. direct.
1: Well, they do in a way. I mean, "soliar" is obviously a contraction of "solidad."
0: Solidar. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it was just interesting to me because I haven't. Um, as you know, I don't speak Spanish fluently with no. you. so y yo tampoco. <laughs> yes. Um, and has anyone ever become as big in terms of the rumba as Paco de Lucia? No. Because you will tell me about a guitarist that you feel is great, also called Paco. But th- th- does he come close?
1: Well, he can, yeah, sort of close. But nobody's ever going to have a world hit like Entre los Agos. It's like I say to you, there's never going to be another Camarón. These things can't really be repeated. Paco Supero is a brilliant guitarist um, and he has written, he's also a composer, he's written many fine rumbas. Uh, He brought out an album which is really based around one of his great uh, rumbas, Amulet. And I think, you know, he takes a different way of looking at it to the way Paco plays, a very different sort of player. So I think we should hear his take on a rumba.
0: And I think I'm going to include both Amuleto and Agua Marina.
1: Okay, why not? I'm sure you've got... A little interlude, yes. We we need a little uh, record player here so we can just pop them up.
0: I would love that sorted out. I want to actually challenge you on something. Because I have no doubt, literally no doubt, that obviously Paco de Ossier is the most skilled out of all the players that we review. And Entre dos Aguas was... A smash hit. However, in my childhood, without me knowing anything about flamenco, having absolutely no idea what it is, my family listened to one Spanish or Andalusian group and one Andalusian group only. Yeah,
1: I've got you fe- know where I'm getting. Yeah, at. I've got a feeling that um, you're sort of wrong. Because they're from France.
0: Okay, I know, but <laughs> but they're very much associated with yeah. flamenco. Yeah. So I just want to tell you that the Gypsy Kings probably achieved bigger commercial success, commercial yeah. success. Well, they
1: still are. I mean, they're, exactly. in, they're in London, I exactly. think, even next week at the Albert Hall. And then they'll be obviously in probably in Los Angeles, California, you exactly. name it. Um, exactly. they, um, they are, I mean, they mastered the Roomba in a very different way I love their rumbas um, I've got many of their records and really they I don't know epitomise rumba don't they because I know they would say oh hang on a minute we do play other things but in the main they're playing rumba which the purists would say that's not flamenco yeah, the people that are medium said well it is it's become part of flamenco and they do it very well and as you know as we've talked about in another episode I had the privilege the to...
0: special for uh, the yeah, Gypsy
1: Kings I, I actually met them and uh, we played, I played them a, a little rumba. And uh, they, they were they, quite impressed. Well, <laughs> I won't go that far. But they, they said, well, you know, can we borrow your guitar? We want to play with Were you teacher. scared they, at
0: this point? No. no they're maestros. No, so.
1: they're, I mean, they're very nice people. Um, they've been doing it for a very long time. And, of course, they're descendants of, of the, the legendary Manitas de Plata. From that family, and you know they've mastered that. I mean, the interesting thing about them is you could get we could bring over uh, one of the greatest flamenco guitarists of the young generation to, to London or to, to North America, and you don't know what kind of audience you're going to get. you know It's impossible really to tell. But if you put on the Gypsy Kings, it's going to be sold out. You know, they are a worldwide. I mean, they're num- they're one of the number one
0: That's what world I mean.
1: music brands.
0: That is, they're what I more mean.
1: than flamenco. Mm. They are, you know, a top world music brand, possibly the, the biggest actually.
0: And I also <laughs> feel it was the time as well because Paco came to prominence in the seventies. Yeah. While well, the Gypsy Kings was probably eighties, nineties. Yeah. Would you late say late eighties
1: and into the nineties? Right. Yeah. Well,
0: at this point, we have. not only technology has advanced but we have channels like the MTV we have other musical channels as well that we actually can play them out on on the music world music scene Uh, so I think it was smart of them to go for Roomba what do you think?
1: yeah I mean I'm not I'm not entirely sure what they're like on some of the other tokis. Yeah. But um they do there are some of their albums where they do demonstrate a good knowledge of the other things, but I wouldn't say it's their strong point. Their strong point is um writing absolutely superb rumbas that are very catchy but they, they make your the back of your spine. You think, oh yeah, you know. So, I feel this. I feel this, you know. So I mean, one of my, one of my, fa- you know. Yes, give me your favorite. Well, favorites. I think Duende or something like that. You know, mm, it okay. is great. You know, and you you can't beat the Gypsy Kings. You know, I mean, le- let's just enjoy them.
0: Now the Rumba today is a little bit different because I feel nowadays we talk about a Rumba more as a dance than as you know a music uh, type of uh, content but there is somebody who you really like, um, a younger artist.
1: Well, I mean, there's an artist, guitarist, who's seen as really one of the, the, well, there's two, really. I mean, we're going to talk about two of them. There's Antonio Ray, and then there's Danny de Maron, Mm. uh, which we'll we'll talk about. Now, Antonio Ray, I mean, you can't even uh, get his latest uh, album because it's sold out. So you'd have to <laughs> just, just the way You'd have, just have to have it as a download. You could you, mm. the physical product. Let's put it that way. As far as I know, is not available. So he's making a lot of waves, and of course he's done exactly what I said. You know these people do now. Um, they do a rumba. and often the rumba is also made as the video to sell. The album, so the serious stuff is tucked away later on in the album, and the first track is a rumba, and that's exactly what Antonio Ray has done. I don't know a lot about him. I am fortunate to have a few of his records, um, but he is clearly, you know, going to be an unbelievable player. So, I mean, let's find out about him because he's written a rumba called um, "Atraves De Ti." Have you ever
0: actually met Danny de Moron?
1: I have. Tell on, me about On him. many occasions. Yeah, I mean, interestingly, me. Danny is from, from Seville, but he's given himself the title de Moron. Uh, because he, Maron, <laughs> Cause
0: Danny de Seville wasn't quite... Well, they didn't have a ring to there's it. There's
1: a number of reasons. I mean, Moron has got a special protected status uh, for the guitar. And uh, Danny came to live there with his parents. And uh, I've met Danny on many occasions. And uh, I've met his parents Um, He comes often to a a restaurant of a friend of mine, Loring, and uh, the last time I met him was in the festival of the Taganina. This is when these little thistle plants come up through the soil and they are cooked and given away free at all the restaurants. It happens, it seems to happen on one particular day. How the plants know to do that, I don't know. But they, oh, they come up yes,
0: <clears throat> that's a topic for another <clears throat> day. So,
1: I mean, the, Danny's made some fantastic records. Um, when, when Paco de Lucia died, he was the guitarist that led, led the tribute. Truly. Yes, and he played with Paco for, for many years. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he's, uh, in, he's a first-class player. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, obviously he, he's gone and done what they all do on their albums is, well, we have to have a rumba. So I think we should listen to his way of interpreting Nurumba, rumba, which is obviously decades on from what Paco did, and he's and he's incredibly technical. So let's hear him play Doblin Wevy. Oh,
0: and now, I mean, my personal favourite, because I think you introduced me. Uh, Cameroon aside, Paco de Lucia aside, you introduced me to this band, and I've loved them ever since. And I won't forget the first time I heard Ojo de Brujo.
1: Yeah, um... I can tell you a funny story about them. I mean, you, you were talking about the rumba being seen as dance, which, you know, I don't no. see it like that. But mm. the interesting thing is um, I went to a festival in the in the south of England, the, the Hay Festival, and they were on and I had a front seat and I was quite interested to see their guitarist and what he was doing. But I never got to see it because as soon as they started playing, half the audience all got on the stage Dancing.
0: That's what I mean. That's what I mean. See, Marcus, I, you can tell me about the past, and I believe it, and I know it's true. Yeah, but, but let me tell you about how I see things in the present. Yeah, but I don't agree
1: with audience getting on the stage while the, the people are performing. Yeah,
0: well, You don't, but that's life, you
1: know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> no, I, I've seen them on many, many occasions, and they're a fantastic group. Um, they've turned obviously not just the rumba but many things into a very highly produced studio way of doing things so it's, so it's quite different
0: ventialor um was it 80 uh that's such yeah, a good yeah
1: song. yeah we're gonna hear that yeah I wait, mean, wait. the interesting thing is i mean i don't know for certain but you can imagine that when when paco made that that rumba he probably just went into a studio and got a person Didn't to play bongos. well no he probably thought a lot of it but just Ask somebody to do some bongos, bass, yeah, okay, off we go, dung, 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 it's done. <laughs> yeah, and there wouldn't be any uh, production or drop ins or anything like that, it's just straightforward what he did. Probably didn't need to do it more than once. Um, when you get to a band like Ojo de Bruco, which are of the modern era, these things are very highly produced. And uh, well, I'm, I've got to say that um, Ventilador is one of my. Favorites. It is
0: one of my favorites as well.
1: And of course, it represents a particular way of playing the guitar for the rumba.
0: I do hope you enjoyed this episode on what I will call the pop. Um, a flamenco rumba and I hope you're enjoying hearing a little bit of Marcus's rumba underneath when I'm talking now and in the beginning of the episode we love bringing you chords of the week which you're going to hear every single time and I do hope that all the songs that we recommend are interesting and you enjoy them please write to us if you'd like um, you can, or you can find us on Twitter at Flamenco Pot and you can tell us what you think um, also maybe your favourite rumbas why not you can just or let us know whether you listen to rumba more or l- enjoy it as a dance more let's open the conversation if you like Uh, it will be interesting to see especially marcos with summer coming up people going to parties we have to consider dancing too i'm just talking to him right now but um, until the next time whether you listen to play or learn about flamenco remember to always follow the beat